Hello, and welcome to the Regen Racing Podcast, Episode 4. I'm Dino. And I'm Nath. Welcome, Nath. Thanks for having me, Dean. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, an interesting week. It's been an interesting week, and uh, lots lots happening outside of Formula E this week. Yeah, yeah. As um as has been almost the norm for the last month or two. Um, lots of announcements coming up about future things. So very exciting time. Yes, I guess we're we're waiting till November, December for things to really kick off in this uh in this space. So. Yeah, it's going to be going to be really exciting once once all of these different competitions kick off and um yeah. All right. So, what have you been up to this week, Nath? Oh, you make it you make it sound like there's something really exciting that I've been up to and you know about it already. Um it's a very <laughs> probing question, but I but I haven't been up to much this week. I have just had um just had a couple of exams this week for university stuff. Um so up until then, I hadn't really been been doing much at all, but in just studying. Um, but now I'm I'm free for a, for a month or so. So, yeah. You haven't been listening to any any new podcasts because I've uh, I've got one that I want to talk about. But oh, um, uh, I have I've actually been listening to a new podcast um, called Waterdeep Mountain High. Right. Um, what kind of podcast is yeah, that? Yeah. It's a uh, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, um, yep. put together by a couple of couple of uh, New Zealanders. So that's been oh, right. that's been exciting. What I've really been enjoying about it is the some of the players are not very proficient in Dungeons and Dragons, like myself. So, um, it's so that's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not like super nerdy. I don't really know what's going on, but I'm but I'm pretending to enjoy this. It's actually genuinely funny. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, it's uh, you know one for you Dungeons and Dragons fan fans out there. Uh, and, I, um, I imagine on the Venn diagram, the Dungeons and Dragons and the Formula E, there's not much of an overlap in there. What have you been listening to lately, Dean? Uh, it's a podcast, a relatively new one called Crazy Genius. So uh, it's along the lines of technology, culture. But um, big questions and provocative conclusions. It's yeah mm. from the Atlantic with Derek Derek Thompson. A couple of my favorite episodes have been uh, "Should We Break Up Amazon?" and "Are Smartphones Ruining Our Life?" And I know I spend too much oh. time on uh, Clash Royale and a few other apps <laughs> that I probably shouldn't. Can so. I can I guess the answer to that one? Oh, yeah, that's going to be yes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why all these companies are bringing out apps to, you know, log how much time you're spending on your phone and trying to, mm. yeah, get you off it. But yeah, it's nice. it's interesting, interesting questions and a great listen. So yeah, check that one out. Excellent. Um, let's get into the news. It's probably a good, good place to get into, right? FIM NL Motor E World Cup. So this is an interesting one that uh, is going to get underway in 2019. It is a support series to MotoGP, and it is electric wow. motorcycles. So this is going to have a preseason test at uh, Gerias. Yeah, so it's a track in the south of Spain, and it's already a regular fixture on the MotoGP calendar. So it's going to hold the, the first electric event in early November. Are you looking forward to this one, Nath? 
I am. I'm I'm really excited to see how these new bikes are going to stack up against the existing MotoGP bikes. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, they look cool too. I've just got a picture in the show notes. It looks very futuristic, but yeah, similar to yeah. similar to the um, MotoGP bikes. So I'm not, actually re- not quite a Tron bike yet, but it's it's a step in the right direction. We'll mm. we'll follow mm. we'll follow that one closely. And Jackie was being in the news again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of a different bit of a different tack here. Okay, so it's not on the road. Oh yeah, that's that was a that was a really lame nautical joke. Um Yeah, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Jaguar have recently um set the maritime electric nautical uh world speed record. Previously seventy six point eight miles per hour in two thousand eight, Jaguar Vector Racing have smashed that, um eighty eight point six one miles per hour. Right. So, so. They have a technical partnership with Williams Advanced Engineering, which is currently what Formula E is using. But maybe mm-hmm. Williams should focus on their Formula One campaign instead of going all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, that's not this podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the electric boat was designed and constructed by Jaguar, but in partnership with their racing technical partnership with Williams Advanced Engineering. Mm-hmm. So. Is this a one-off, or do you know if they're going to be doing anything else over the next wee while to, you know, push it further and, you know, absolutely make sure that that world record's theirs? They they do plan to try and push it a bit further, um, get some more get some more records in the bank over the next eighteen months. So yeah, it'd be really exciting to to see um, see where that goes. They've still got a wee way to go to break the all-out world. Uh, not sure how you refer to this. The the world water speed record. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's um, that's that's uh, I don't know it off the top of my head in miles per hour, but it's just a tad over five hundred kilometers an hour. So there's still got a yeah. wee way to go for that. But yeah, I don't think they're probably allowed with health and safety to do something like that <laughs> these days. I mean, I think that had a jet engine on it. Um, yeah, yeah, that was it. It was a bit of a bit of a redneck Australian on a dam um, back in the nineteen eighties. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're not getting anywhere near that. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they go. And that's yeah, that's really cool. Mm. Nice to see what some are... Formula E technology being used in a slightly different sphere. Yes. Yep. This is also going to be using Williams technology for the World Rallycross Championship in twenty twenty. Hmm. So uh, I love I love watching the rallycross. I don't really know much about it, but it's it's a ridiculously fast and you know uh, clanging into each other and trying to get position on the track. It's 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 fun. It's just you could say it's a great spectator sport. It is it is a great spectator sport. I'd, I'd love to watch it if it came here for sure. Yeah. So plans to switch to the electric cars for twenty twenty. First revealed by Autosport last August and has just recently been approved by the FIA Motorsport Council. So the series will maintain the existing sporting format, a similar number of events each year with both manufacturers and privateers. So you'll see mm. both the current, I assume, uh, Audi and Peugeot and the rest of the manufacturers, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what privateers will take take on the challenge. Yeah. Coming back to Formula E news now, um, bit of Nico Prost news this week. 
Yes, some unfortunate news, but um, mm. it's, you know, it's what can only be described as a, a pretty poor season from him. Um, mm. And uh, I've got the points totals written down here uh, for his teammate and himself. So three wins, a third in the driver's standings and three teams championships for Nico Prost, but uh, he won't be retained for season five. And he hasn't got a point since race four in the championship. So that's the last mm. six races. That's that's the last mm. six races. He doesn't have a point. So Nico Prost has seven points, and this is before the double header in New York. And Sebastian Buemi has 92. Ooh. So, Nath, do you mm. think he'll sign with another team, or is this his Formula E career over? Well, prior to this season, he's been a very strong contender. Um, yes. You know, it's sixth in season one, third season two, sixth in season three. So he's, you know, for the last few seasons, he's been a real solid contender, solid hitter. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's a shame to see him not doing so well this season. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe someone else thinks he's still got the potential. Um, maybe he's ready for a change. I did hear Neo being bandied about somewhere, but... Yeah, I think Oliver Turvey's probably going to stay, but yeah, Luca Filippi, possible, possible change. Mm, mm. Yeah, what else have we got? Another change to the structure of Formula E in Season 5. Yes. So change to the structure of Formula E in Season 5. So um, no more lap limits. Um, it's all moving to timed races. Um, so each round will have a strict 45 minutes plus the lap that they're currently on um, to reach the checkered flag. So it's going to be a going to be a pretty pretty big change. Um, be interesting to see how that plays out with the energy management and the strategies of the teams there. What's your what's your feeling on this team? I think it's a good move. I feel like I do like to see the lap counter. <laughs> I like mm, to see how many laps yeah. we have remaining. Um, but yes, this is going to it's going to be a bit of a different test on the energy management. You're looking at time as opposed to you know distance. So it's really, yeah. it's a different, and I think it'll take some teams a while to actually adapt to this. So, yeah, good, good move, good move. But mm. I, I need to, I need to see it first, just to confirm yeah. what I'm thinking. It'll be really interesting to see how it plays out, having the same car through the whole race as well, not having that car change. Um, that's a big, a big part of that race and energy management strategy. Um, it's kind of being being taken out next season. I wonder, you know, just thinking about it, there's going to be a, probably a little bit more more kind of technical um, stuff happening in the background rather than just going, well, we're running about 4% per lap. We've got this many laps remaining. We need to ease off a little bit. You know, that's it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see. I can see why they're doing it. It's going to fit nicely into that kind of TV schedule time slot. Um, but, yeah, it'll be, be interesting. Do you think there'll be more suspense with people potentially running out of running out of energy with, you know, five minutes remaining instead of a couple of laps, people are thinking, I'm I'm not gonna make it, you know? I think I think mm. it'll take people a while to get used to, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think that comes back again to those new cars. Um I'm sure they'll be doing a lot of testing, um, and a lot of simulations prior to next season, but you know, once you get out on the track and and, and the blood starts pumping, it's you know all can go out the window pretty quickly yeah absolutely so with that so the formula e season five calendar release also yes 
Yeah. Yes. So as we've talked about before, um, round one in, oh, I'm going to say this wrong, Adiria in Saudi Arabia um, in the middle of December. And then we've got a few familiar, familiar um, courses here. Um, Marrakesh, uh, round three still to be announced. Then um, Mexico City, Hong Kong race in, in China still to be announced somewhere. Back to back to Rome, back to Paris, and then Monaco, um, racing around the full Monaco circuit this time. Um, no, I'm looking so forward that's, to it, uh, first, and that's going to be pretty exciting. And then back to Berlin, Zurich, uh, and then finishing off with another double header in New York City. Good to see Zurich back there. I, I actually really enjoyed it, but we'll talk about that soon. But yes, that was yeah. that was fun. That was that was a good race. Yeah. Yes, it's a very, very kind of um, similar but but significantly different um, season five. Um, you know, there's a lot of the back end of the season, particularly the last four races, are identical, and we've got a lot of familiar faces, familiar, familiar courses. But it'll be it'll be really <laughs> nice to see those those new courses coming in and and seeing how they race. Yes, and also the new trophy for the European races. That's nicely. So we've got the first. There's six rounds, kind of uh, Saudi Arabia, Africa, um, Asia, and then moving into the last round seven in Rome, all the way up to round eleven. Um, a nice block in Europe in the middle there. So yeah, it's going to be. I'm looking forward to that to that um, European trophy. Absolutely, I think there was a, a stat somewhere that Audi would have won the European trophy this season if it was a thing. Wow. Yeah. Which which isn't surprising. They've been they've been mighty recently. All right. Well, in that case, we might just move into the Zurich review. I didn't watch qualifying. You didn't watch qualifying. Oh, I was no, I, I was fully on qualifying. I absolutely loved it. Really. I nice. yep. I made sure I watched this one because, uh, and I'm glad I did. Our man Evans on yeah, pole. Yeah. I texted you and you were like, mate. I know. I know. It was it was um, incredible. Andre Loterer, he threw his water bottle in disgust when Evans got pole. I'm not sure if you saw that on some highlights, but he was gutted. He was absolutely gutted. And um It was of course, it was a pretty tight margin by the looking back at it. It really was. It was it was close. Yeah. Um and of course those points are needed by Loterer for the drivers well, not for the drivers, but the constructors championship. So Mm. Yeah, it was also good to see both Dragon cars up in Super Bowl, which has been a long time coming for Jay Penske's team. Jev, the championship leader, starting in 17th. He he had yeah. a really slow lap in qualifying, and afterwards when he was interviewed, he said that the car wasn't the same as the practice sessions. I don't know what went so wrong. So when you say the car's not the same, are we talking the physical car was different that is qualifying in or just the setup of the car was I different? Think, I think they might have got the setup wrong on his car, but he, right. I mean, his lap looked his lap looked good. It was just really slow. It was also it was also interesting to note that both Neo cars were 19th and 20th. I don't know what happened to them, but they were they were yeah. poor from Felipe and Turvey. That were, they were nowhere. Mm. So mm. we'll run through qualifying. Uh, who was in the Super Bowl? So Super Pole, um, Evans in, on first. Yep. Wonderful to see uh, to see Evans qualifying first. Um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was very special to see. Um, Lotterer second, Bird third, D'Ambrosio in fourth, and Lopez rounding out the five. Okay, what happened in the race? 
Evan started off first, led through the first corner and led the uh, the first couple of laps um, before ultimately um, slipping down a few places. Um, bit of bit of drama in the first couple of corners as um, PK Junior hit Daniel App from behind and completely smashed his rear wing by the looks of it. Yeah, it came um, off. So that was a bit of a nasty blow for App. Yeah, and I think I think Vern hit it at some stage as it came off. Mm. Or, or that might have yeah. been something. That might have been something else. But yeah, um, Apt didn't have a wing, so he had to go into the pits. Yeah, what it was? It was really cool to see um, the the Audi Schaeffler mechanics swapping out that wing. They did a pretty quick job of that out there with the, with the rattle gun and a couple of screws in. I think they said it was only it was four a- bolts, four screws. So. Yeah, I mean that was quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeff, how did Jeff go? Yeah, so from coming off, from starting the seventeenth, um, he was in the top ten in the first ten laps and was just carving through the field. Yeah, I I saw him doing that and I was like, this is this is going to be some points for Jeff because he was he was moving it. I mean, he was easily overtaking some of the back markers. And what was amazing is he wasn't using a lot of energy at the same time. No. He was climbing up the points, but but staying with the with the guys in terms of energy remaining. So um really spectacular driving from him. Until until the drive through penalties. Now this yes, one Yes, yes. This one must have been crushing because it came on the screen that there'd be drive through penalties for Evans, unfortunately. Uh Lopez, mm. Lotera and Buemi for exceeding the speed limit during the mm. full course yellow. And then there's one for Jeff also. So Jean-Éric Verne, mm. he gets one, and that could be absolutely crucial. It it really changed the. Um, it was a real turning point in the second half of the race. Changed changed the results on the head. It did, and it meant that yeah, Jeff was was fighting to get anything from this. Uh, which yeah. I mean, the podium: Lucas Degrassi, second Sam Bird, and third. Jerome mm. D'Ambrosio. Sam Bird said post-race in the interview that uh, chasing Jeff down, he, he loves it. I really think he, he likes the underdog status. And being the chaser, you know, with all the pressure on Jeff to hold the championship lead, mm. and now it's down to 23 points. He's really caught up, and he's he's been charging up. He's He's just been fantastic. I mean, just doing everything right and just, and just beat mm. Jeff. That's it. Mm. So, yeah, good on him. And- I, I've really admired Sam Bird this season. Um, he doesn't seem to have the fastest car, but the way he's been driving it and and getting the results and getting consistent points the whole way through the season, um, I think I think he's been he's been performing really well, um, and he should be proud of that. Absolutely, and good to see Lucas Degrassi finally, finally with the win. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming after a pretty. Pretty slow start to the season for him. A um, couple of DNFs in, in race three and four, so but sitting in third on the points. So yeah, it was due to you know a problem with his car. I mean, Daniel Lapp's car mm. was was fine, but yeah, something some issue caused him to be right down the bottom in the first few races. And we have a dragon on the podium as well. Yes, Jerome D'Ambrosio. What a drive! I mean, yeah, starting in Super Bowl, getting third. You couldn't really. You know, I mean, that car's, it doesn't look quick in races. What a drive. I'm happy to see him there. Mm-hmm. 
And um, yeah, but I think and, I think we do need to acknowledge that it was a lot of these results were due to the actions of of others under the full course, course yellow. Um, and yeah, it's amazing how those penalties really just changed the the whole result of the race. It has, yeah. And um, there were yeah, there was plenty of action, plenty of uh, controversy. I was I was kind of hoping that Jeff wouldn't get the penalty because it said that they all were under investigation. And then mm. Jeff's doesn't get his until after the other ones. So, oh, EGC stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't having to make those calls. Yeah, I don't think you could pay me enough to make that call, yeah. especially if I saw Jeff after the race. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is what has that done to the um the drivers in the team championship, Nath? So the drivers in the team championship, um, Johnny Vern is still holding on to his lead at the top of the table on uh, 163 points, but Sam Bird, um, 140, um, and closing fast. Uh, Lucas Degrassi sitting on 101 points, um, so... He's now out of the championship. Looking, he's now out of the championship. Yeah, um, so but points on offer third place now. Could, yeah, third place could still really go between uh, Lucas Degrassi, Buemi, uh, Felix Rosenquist um, and Daniel Apps, you know, they're all sitting in that 101 to 85 points. So there's, um, I anticipate there's going to be a lot of very hard and very passionate racing in the next two races in New York City. And the Constructors? So the Constructors Championship. Um, Tachita is still top of the table, uh, 219 points, followed by Audi Sport at Scheffler on 186 and DS Virgin on 157. Okay, so yeah, Mahindra and Panasonic Jaguar, uh, and also Renault out of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing so for pride, playing for pride, playing for prize money as well. I'm sure, I'm sure it goes down the order as well. So hopefully, hopefully our man Evans Panasonic Jaguar mm. can get up to fourth place in the constructors, and hopefully PK can put on a good show as well. Um, so, looking ahead to the New York doubleheader, final two races of the season um, happening over one weekend. This is going to be exciting. This is, I'm, I'm mm. tempted to take the day off work. <laughs> the New York doubleheader. This, mm. this was absolutely dominated by DS Virgin last year. This was, this was Alex Lynn getting pole for the first race and Sam Bird getting pole for the second race. And Sam Bird winning both last year, so it's it's going to be tough. Do you think Tachita can hold them off? Well, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, Bird's hungry. Jeff's got a lot of a lot of uh, you know pride to play for, and he's 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 yeah. There's there's just so much at stake with with Sam Bird's experience um, last season. Surely that's got to count for something coming into this race. So, yeah, it's going to be electrifying. It is. It is. I like that pun. So, I think that was so forced. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's written down here in the show notes. Um, <laughs> so pole. I'm going to give it to Evans. I think Mitch Evans will hook it up again, and I think at least one of the two mm. races on pole. I'm going to go for an absolute domination by Sam Bird. He's going to have the weekend of his life. And he's going to totally dominate like he did last year in New York. I do think, though, Tachita will hold off Audi Sport just for the Constructors title. Ooh. 
So that's mm. that's mm. that's what I'm going with. So I'd like to I'd like to think I'm right, but because I think Tachita really really deserve the constructors title. They've been pretty consistent mm-hmm. here, and especially Jeff. What about your thoughts? I likewise think Sam Bird's going to uh, going to win it. Um, you know, at least be right up there across the two races. I think we might see see some action from Daniel Apt in um, in pole position. I'll call it now. Um, after after the last race, I think he's going to come out with a lot of fire as well. So um, he's a quick driver, and I don't think we've seen the last of him this season. Right. So that looks like a wrap. We look forward to the final destination of season four, the New York doubleheader. So this is a weekend not to be missed, I'm sure, Nath. It's uh, it's all to play for in both championships. Yeah, really looking forward to it, Dean, and um, can't wait to, to catch up and talk about it next time. So thank you for listening. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed doing this podcast. If you could rate and review us on your platform of choice, um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, um, etc. It would really help. Please send your feedback to hello at regenracingpodcast.com um, or regenracing on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dan. Catch you next time.